RTHK, the news at one with Carol Musgrave. The headlines. Hong Kong marks its first day without compulsory masks for more than two and a half years, though most commuters are still opting for a face covering. The Penny's Bay quarantine camp, which became synonymous with the SAR's COVID isolation policy, officially closes its doors for the last time. And North District Hospital suspends a doctor and makes a report to police over unauthorised access to confidential medical files. Hong Kong people are having their first opportunity to go mask-free in public for more than two and a half years. The chief executive, John Lee, announced the end of the mask mandate yesterday, though they're still needed in settings such as care homes and hospitals. RTHK reporters around town this morning noted that the overwhelming majority of MTR commuters continued to wear masks. Outdoors, about half of people have taken up the option to go maskless. One of those going without a mask in Mong Kok was Ms Leung. It's great to see human faces again and it's great to see people smiling on the street. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> I put some thoughts into which lipstick I wear and uh, uh, I put extra effort on my makeup because it's my first day. Ms Xu was one of those who continued to wear a mask on her commute. But having had the virus before, she says she's more concerned about wasting masks than getting infected. I'm infected but I still have a lot of masks at home. It's like a few hundred masks. Yeah. And I think this is the just like beginning of the no mask period. So it's still safe to wear the mask in the indoor area. Hong Kong's last remaining community isolation centre for COVID patients, Penny's Bay on Lantau, has officially closed its doors. More than a quarter of a million people have spent time in the centre, whose name became synonymous with the SAR's COVID isolation policy. Speaking at a ceremony, the Under Secretary for Security, Michael Chirk, thanked the work workers who've operated Penny's Bay since it opened in July 2020, as well as government departments and contractors who helped maintain the site. He said patients had received good care at Penny's Bay. Here I can see Hong Kong as a place where the people are united and nothing is impossible. This site used to be barren land. And then somewhere no one was willing to come. I have heard of people trying to escape on their way here. Now we're shutting it down, but people are calling us saying they want to come. A respiratory medicine expert has warned that the end of mandatory masking makes a flu outbreak much more likely. Speaking on an RTHK programme, Leung Chi Chu said younger children would be especially vulnerable as they hadn't had an opportunity to build immunity to influenza. He urged parents to get flu jabs for their children. In the past three years, the flu has almost disappeared in Hong Kong. Some, especially children under the age of six, have either never been exposed to the flu at all, or even if they have been exposed, the likelihood of catching it is small. In this case, their immunity to influenza is relatively low and we have to be careful. Even though schools do not require masks now, it's best for everyone to give themselves an adaptation period. A professor of medicine says that the end of compulsory masking means it's more crucial than ever for people to keep their COVID immunisation up to date as this prevents hospitalisation and death. Big data analysis by the University of Hong Kong's Faculty of Medicine shows three jabs of either Sinovac or BioNTech reduce the COVID death rate for elderly patients by more than 95%. Professor Ian Wong heads the pharmacology department. In general, we see that the BioNTech is more effective than the Sinovac. 
However, there's one thing that's very important. We also notice the demographic detail between the two groups are quite different. We found out that the more elderly uh, patients actually go for the Sinovac, more younger people actually go for the BioTech. So that may also explain the slight difference between the two vaccinations. But the bottom line, the take-home message is both of them can actually prevent the serious outcomes, i.e. death or a severe disease from the COVID. In other news, a doctor has been suspended from duties and reported to the police on suspicion of accessing someone's medical records without their consent. A spokesman for North District Hospital said that an investigation had found the doctor in question accessed the medical records of 29 individuals, including patients and staff, through the hospital's clinical management system. The incident has also been reported to the Office of the Privacy Commissioner for Personal Data. Overseas, and at least 29 people have been killed in a late-night train crash in Greece. Fire officials said 85 more were injured. Rescue workers are still scouring the severely damaged carriages of a passenger train. It collided with a cargo train, derailed, and initially went up in flames. This passenger managed to escape and described what happened. The passengers were all relaxed, some were asleep, and suddenly there was a sudden boom. Suitcases started falling, many windows broke, but we in carriage number five were lucky because somehow the doors opened and we managed to get out. We could see in the other carriages passengers were breaking the windows to escape. Conditions for the rescuers are described as very difficult. The army's been mobilised to help and dozens of fire and ambulance staff are at the scene. President Putin has told Russia's Federal Security Service to intensify its activity against what he said was increasing espionage and sabotage by Ukraine and the West. Mr Putin instructed the FSB to strengthen security in territories occupied by Russia in eastern Ukraine. He said units deployed at the border must stop sabotage groups. He also claimed that Western intelligence agencies were increasingly active. We need to beef up our counterintelligence in general because Western special services have traditionally been very active in relation to Russia and now they have put in additional personnel, technical and other resources against us. We need to respond accordingly. President Zelensky has issued a stark warning about the weeks-long Russian drive to encircle and capture the eastern Ukrainian city of Bakhmut. In his nightly address, he said President Putin's forces were shattering anything that could be used to shield the city's defenders from the onslaught. The most vulnerable front line is around the city of Bakhmut. This morning, our main general reported that in the last few days about 800 enemy fighters have been killed in his region alone. Russia doesn't count the cost, simply sending more and more people in constant assaults on our positions. The intensity of the fighting is only increasing. The top prosecutor at the International Criminal Court is in Ukraine to observe the ongoing investigation of Russian attacks on the power grid and other infrastructure that's killed hundreds of civilians. The ICC's Karim Khan is seeing firsthand if Russia is breaking the Geneva Convention, which forbids attacks on civilians. He says they're trying to discover if there's a pattern to the Russian attacks. We've been to a, one of the power stations that were hit, and this is uh, another example uh, that at, you know, in the cold of November of last year, eight people were killed, and uh, some, I think, four or six children were, were badly injured uh, when a, a missile hit this apartment uh, a block. And we need to find out 
what pattern, if any, is demonstrated by that, because these are not isolated occurrences. Nigeria's governing party candidate Bola Tinubu has been announced as the winner of Saturday's disputed presidential election. He won with almost 9 million votes ahead of his main rival, Atiku Abubakar, who had nearly 7 million. The announcement was made by the head of the Nigerian Electoral Commission, Mahmoud Yakubu. Tinubu Bola Ahmed of the APC, having satisfied the requirements of the law, is hereby declared the winner and is returned elected. The main two opposition parties have alleged fraud and want a rerun. Osai Ojigo, Amnesty International's director in Nigeria, said more could have been done to allay people's concerns. We have received reports of violence and general anxiety and worry and anger because the results are not reflecting some of people's expectations uh, which they were hoping to see, one of which was the electronic transmission of results directly from the polling units to INEC servers. I think a lot would have been helped if INEC itself had come out clearly to state what the processes are and to communicate what their challenges with regards to the results collation. Researchers in Russia say they've discovered the earliest known insects covered in pollen, dating from about 280 million years ago. They found the fossils of earwig-like insects at the bottom of a lake near the Ural Mountains. The researchers say the discovery sheds light on the early evolution of insect pollination, tens of millions of years before flowering plants became more common. The head of the World Health Organization has pledged to fully support Turkey's government in its response to the recent earthquakes during a visit to some of the hardest-hit areas. Dr. Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus described the destruction as heartbreaking and said the health situation in camps for those left homeless was a key priority. We have discussed with His Excellency the Minister some of the challenges now we see in the camps we have visited and these are like respiratory infections, gastrointestinal infections, especially mental health problems because many people are really traumatized uh, and people who need uh, rehabilitation services, especially orthopedic uh, services. The U.S. Supreme Court has heard arguments over the legitimacy of President Biden's plan to give loan relief to millions of students. Six Republican-controlled states have brought the case, arguing that Mr. Biden is exceeding his powers. He promised to cancel $430 billion worth of student loans after the pandemic. A ruling is expected in June. Janiah Moore is a graduate student at Virginia Commonwealth University. She took part in a demonstration outside the court in support of President Biden's plan. Right now, I'm currently sitting on about over $70,000 worth of student loan debt just to obtain my education. On top of that, even wanting to further my education with a doctorate degree. So this to me is very important, especially in regards to wanting to do more financial movements in my life um, and also setting a more stable foundation for myself and my family as well. To sport, and we start in England with the FA Cup, where the 2021 winners Leicester are out after a 2-1 defeat to the championship side Blackburn in the last 16. Rovers boss Jan Dahl Thomason was delighted and says the margin of victory could have been bigger. That was a big achievement for the lads, uh, quarter-final FA, the, the, the biggest cup in the world, all the tradition and rowers in the quarter-final, the lads have done an excellent job. Manchester City boss Pep Guardiola says he never had any doubts that Phil Foden would return to form after he scored twice in their 3-0 win at Bristol City. The England midfielders had limited playing time since the World Cup. 
the impact from Phil since arrived have been outstanding. You know, in your career, you have many, many years, so you have a, some period maybe you can drop a little bit. But uh, the way he worked every single day and always, you know, football pay off what you give them. Brighton are also through, winning 1-0 at Stoke, and Fulham beat fellow top-flight side Leeds 2-0. In the Italian Serie A, Juventus came from behind twice to beat Torino 4-2 in the Turin derby. Juve are seventh in the table as they look to fight back from a 15-point deduction following an investigation into their transfer dealings. Cremonese won for the first time this season with a shock 2-1 victory over Roma to move off the bottom of the table. Cremonese's been one of only two European top-flight teams yet to win a league match this season. Roma missed the chance to move into the top four. They also had manager Jose Mourinho sent off in the second half. The president of the French Football Federation, Noël Legret, has resigned amid allegations of sexual and psychological harassment. The 81-year-old has been suspended since January. He had been in charge for more than a decade. French football writer Sarah Menai says Legret's position had become untenable. This situation is following months of controversy. Uh, you know, for several months now, the Ministry of Sport has been investigating reports of harassment, moral and sexual harassment. The investigation is, by the way, still ongoing. So I think his position was, was not sustainable anymore. Finally, Peruvian police have discovered a mummy believed to be at least 600 years old inside the cooler bag of a delivery worker at an archaeological site. The BBC's Will Leonardo has the story. Officers in the southeastern Peruvian city of Puno said they'd approached a group of apparently drunk men before opening one of their food delivery bags. Inside, they found a pre-Hispanic mummy squeezed into the square container in a fetal position. One man then explained he'd been sharing a room with a bandaged mummy, which he'd named Juanita. He said he considered Juanita to be his spiritual girlfriend and had taken her out to show his mates. Experts have since said the mummy is believed to be a 45-year-old male. Peru's Ministry of Culture has now taken charge of the remains and the delivery worker has been arrested. The weather, fine, warm and dry in the afternoon, some haze tonight. Light winds and the outlook mainly fine and dry for the rest of this week and early next week. The temperature difference between day and night will be relatively large. The temperature now is 23 degrees and the humidity 52%. To end the news, the top stories once again. Hong Kong marks its first day without compulsory masks for more than two and a half years, though most commuters are still opting for a face covering. The Penny's Bay quarantine camp, which became synonymous with the SAR's COVID isolation policy officially closes its doors for the last time. And North District Hospital suspends a doctor and makes a report to police over unauthorised access to confidential medical files. The news from RTHK. The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3. Oh, it's heaven. 
And super lonely on Radio 3. But here we are, it's 19 minutes past one o'clock. Bit of Tom Grennan coming up for you in just a second. Two or three songs down the line, going to be whizzing off to Bangkok to say hi to Paul Archibald, who brings us our weekly classical music bit. Today, for whatever reason, he's taking us on a trip to Hungary. Some of the greatest composers ever came from that part of the world. And as you'll hear with some amazing music, just in a few minutes. Take you for me, they better bring a whole army. You know, if I bad to see, no, there's no wave that can stop me. When the sky turns black, I'll be the light you need. I'll go to hell and back, I'll be your remedy. Ain't gotta have no doubt, I'll do it endlessly with every breath I breathe. No, they don't. No, they don't be here 